This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! How are we doing? Enjoying the sunshine? I'm having a great time enjoying the sunshine and replying to anyone who talked to me um, in using just two words. Pay pain. That's all. You know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm using at the moment. It's the only dialogue I'm willing to use right now is pay pain. So, Joe, if you don't mind, pay pain, please. I can only agree, pay pain. It's, it's strange that it feels a bit like the last week or so has really accelerated because I spent so long waiting, you know, waiting for a manager announcement and all the palaver about the appointment. And then today I'm seeing pictures of, you know, our boys on the, you know, on the therapy couch and on the cross trainer. I think I thought they were only training on Thursday. I'm looking at my calendar. It is Thursday and everything <laughs> is accelerating at, at quite a pace. Yes, indeed it is, which is why we're doing this episode, because there are a few gaps to fill, and I'm sure before the day is out, something will be announced, which means we're already uh, missing some news, but we've got plenty to talk about. I think it's pretty much a year since you made your debut on the pod too, in which 
can only be described as one of the lowest listens we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, uh, this was previously, uh, just before the episode that you said was one of the lowest podcasts of your life, we did a very sort of um, dry and I don't think um, hugely appreciated fixture preview <laughs> then, but we're not going to just just stick on the travel plans for the next year today. We'll, we'll cover a few things today, won't we? We absolutely will, and we won't even lead with the fixtures. We'll start with, I, I mean, a week has passed pretty much since Scott Lindsay has been appointed. How are you feeling about it? I'm hearing a lot of a lot of the uh, expression of people feeling underwhelmed or things like that. I think my main issue with the whole situation is nothing personal to Scott Lindsay. I mean, we've, as many have touched upon, you know, his, his passion and enthusiasm was, was quite evident on last year. It's the fact that it took so long and that I'd be perfectly happy for continuity, but I think I might have been a bit more won over if that was quite clearly established as the plan all along, rather than having to wait until the end, especially with the toing and throwing and thinking like he was going to go off to Charlton. It just gives you a little pang of worry, but I think they've done well to sort of try and mitigate that and you know, get get him in front of uh, in front of microphones on the official comms and on the radio. Um, so I think it's going to be worth a shot. Indeed. Well, all I'll say to that is pay pain. But we have had some backroom staff news today, which is Thursday, the 23rd of June. And that is assistant head coach will be Jamie Day, a former pro with Arsenal who played in the Football League with Bournemouth before a long career in non-league, most notably for Welling United, who he also managed and he took them to the National League. Actually, I, I saw them play Bristol Rovers back in 2014 when I found it funny watching them play in non-league and now well, they're a division above. But still, funny's funny. He's also managed Ebbsfleet, Braintree and most recently Bangladesh, along with coaching Forest Green, Ginningham and Barrow too. So plenty of experience there. He must run in similar circles as Scott Lindsay. They've been employed by the same clubs, but at different times. We still don't know about Scott Marshall, though, although I would expect him to be on his way. But Jamie Day thoughts well like you've like you've outlined there that's a that's a pretty diverse cv that uh that he's got there um especially like this last appointment i was reading earlier like he is the longest serving like bangladesh national coach ever of all time it was lasting about sort of three years it's always it's always a kick when uh anybody from non-league gets like a big opportunity and managing you know managing a, a team with a you know populace about 163 million is um Pretty good. Should have probably qualified though. That's a big pool of people to get players from. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's uh, people maybe bemoan that there's not a lot of you know, sort of League Two experience. But if I'm thinking, you know, in a in a broader sense, that's that's a diverse range of you know situations. He did take as a a player manager, which in my head I always imagine is perhaps maybe more a challenging role in some regards of having to sort of juggle. You know, two jobs at once and lasting at that for a good number of seasons and taking Welling to the highest of highs that they've managed to get to, that's that's no mean feat. They're not a not a big non league team by any stretch, are they? So uh again, the same with the same with Scott Lindsay. I'm I don't think I would use the word like underwhelmed, because I'm not sure who people necessarily expect, you know, somebody of the you know, the assistant vibe to be. It was only a couple of years ago we were employing somebody, you know, who's facing 
you know, charges for an informer employer and actually like, you know, receive their reprimand while they're employed by us. So it's never, never a vacancy that fills you, you know, with the greatest of greatest of hopes, but there's a, there's diversity of experience. And I'm sure, I'm sure that people will start to make the link that, you know, that sort of like South Asian football federation link um, might come in useful, even if it's just as a, you know, consultancy side for the great Karachi FC project. Are you, are you suggesting the next port of call in the uh, Zav Austin tour is going to be Bangladesh? And I'm not. No, I'm not. I've seen that, like said already. I'm not suggesting that would be the case, but I'm sure that even just sort of scoping out, you know, what you know, what was sort of you know pitfalls, lessons learned, things like that. What any kind of it's all relative. It's you know, it's going to going to a new um, a new place and starting from the ground up uh so yeah any sort of um advice or gleamings that we could get from there i'm not saying suggesting you know, we should send him out there for six months or so well we'll see how the form's going if it's going badly maybe we could but it's it's all it's all relative and useful if this is something that um they're keen on and the club are keen on there is there is something that's been doing the rounds relating to Jamie Day, and it is just a write-up on his Wikipedia page, believe it or not, which which says, under Day's guidance, Bangladesh reached the third round of the 2023 uh, AFC qualifiers as one of the three best fifth-place position teams. Day integrated a long ball style of play into the team, and although it was effective against lower-ranked sides, the team struggled to maintain possession against better opposition. I think a lot of people are overthinking this. Oh, yeah. I mean, as a coach, you might have your ideal way of like how he liked to play, but that's not necessarily indicative of like that is his, his style. If that's what he was finding was working best, that doesn't mean that you know we're going to switch to a long ball, or even that an assistant would have that sort of sway or authority to to do so. It's, it's I suppose, it's a logical next move. Where would you go after, you know, managing a lower-ranked FIFA international team? Um, swim in town, why not? But, you know, getting back into into the league game and, and progressing makes sense. Mm, yeah, well, we'll see what happens with Scott Marshall, but good luck to Jamie Day at Swindon Town, of course. I, I got the, the nerves the other day, Joe, because I saw that former Swindon Town loanee, Tony Warner, had left Bristol Rovers as goalkeeper coach to go to Reading. And I fear I need to see Mildenhall in the, uh, in the training pictures because, yeah, I have the fear there. We know from last year what a huge loss he would be, and it, it comes to making me think. I've heard a lot of noises about, um, you know, giving giving ex pros uh, opportunities. If there's going to be, um, you know, a space where Scott Marshall is vacating um, and going on the opposite of, you know, away from experience and more from the sentimental uh, side, and picking an ex pro, you Simon Coxes, your Paul Caddises, whoever they might be. Um, I think that that could be a good a good logical move. It's not not a detriment, I don't think, to have someone who doesn't have that previous experience because as Mildy has proved, you know, he's more than coming to his own and stepped up when he's needed to. He's not just sort of 
kept himself to, you know, I, I warm the goalies up and that's about it. He's got... But I don't want involved. him to go to Bristol Rovers, Joe. You meant to say, don't worry, he's not going to go to Bristol Rovers as goalkeeper coach, Rich. Of course he's not. Of course he's, he's, he's loved and valued, isn't he? Thank you. Thank and he you, said as much you. in your in your live pod that, you know, he was he was a Swindon and you have that on, on record to, uh, to blackmail, so it's fine. I've got a lot of things on record, Joe. <laughs> I've got a lot of things on record. Oh well, let's let's see what happens there. Shall we shall we get the fixture lists out of the way? Sure, why not? Well there's only one fixture list, so I don't know why I said fixture lists. So I used to be one of those people that kind of liked the announcement of the fixtures, and that's sort of changed over the last few years or so, possibly running inside with the fact that we're always in League Two these days, but to be to be quite miserable, I can't remember seeing such a sad looking fixture list in all my life. Fixture lists are all about your own personal circumstances, aren't they? So kind of see what what days can I do? Thank goodness they're away or whatever that day. And for me, there wasn't one game where I was like, I need to know when that is. And it's just it's it's nothing to I don't know. I, I always feel like I'm going down the complete disrespect of a whole division here, but I include Swindon in that. Just a just a just an, it's just not very exciting, is it? Well, there's one thing that if you go on the uh on the official website and look at the fixtures, there is one thing that does stand out to me um and makes me very happy. It's a lovely big picture of Johnny Williams in the new lovely red and black smile. reds. A lovely, lovely smile. A smile that says, I, I love it here and I'm, I'm staying put. Um, so, yes, it's not it's not inspiring reading, of course, because you know, as we've lamented um, many times for this season, we've got a late World Cup, we've got a Christmas World Cup, so November is looking particularly sparse. I presume that's where, of course, the FA, uh, Cup, yeah. FA Cup will slot in as well. I think... Note to uh, graphics makers, it is always nice when uh, people put that in the schedule as a nice placeholder, just so you can look and plan out. Never happy, Joe. Never happy. Never happy. But if, I'm, if I've got my, you know, my early prediction heads on, I was thinking about who might be you know, up there or there or thereabouts. I'm not seeing any sort of... Although there's a lot of fixtures in April... I think Too many. it looks like Too a fairly many. even split between those who I'd expect to be pushing and those who I expect to be just sort of milling about. There's respite. There's respite in this fixture lift. That's the best I can say about it. So we start in late July at Harrogate Town. So that'll be lovely for the diehards. Nice day out, hopefully in the sunshine. Our first home game in the league is against Salford City on August 6th. Christmas, uh, Boxing Day, we welcome Walsall to the county ground and the two games you know before and after that is barrow away on the 17th that isn't going to happen that'll be called off won't it and uh, northampton on the 29th new year's day colchester away and then a huge intimidating looking april hartlepool away mansfield home tramier away barrow home bradford home wimbledon and crew away before finishing the season in May against Crawley Town at the county ground. So at the moment, there's really no way you can review this because we don't know what our complete squad looks like. You can see where there are potential problems based on previous seasons. April looks tough uh, as a run-in goes, but that's just my opinion. It might not be fact. It's just really weird looking at it. It's just like, 
Uh, but like you said, thank God for Johnny Williams' lovely smile. You make a great point. I was like, just think how wonderful those tea rooms are going to be on July the 30th out, exactly. in, the, out in the garden. That yeah. will be very pleasant indeed. Um, for those of a, of a mind of, we don't have any Bristol teams. We don't have Cheltenham. We don't have even Forest Green this year. So you know, the nearest rivals are going to be those uh, games against Ben Wills, Newport County. And they're yep. nicely spread out. One on September 10th and uh, and away on February the 4th. So oh, I wish ours was. Uh, I wish our away day was in September though. Uh, <laughs> it's just we're gonna have it cold. It's gonna be cold in Newport. I have booked Tiny Rebel my table already though. Great. Well, I'll join you. The wings will warm us up. We'll yeah, be exactly. Right. I'm there for the wings. I'm there for the wings. So there we go. Fixtures. Is it any any standouts? Anything in your personal circumstance where you're like hooray or boo? As you say, as personal circumstance uh, dictates, I'm just sort of mainly thinking about early home games each month and not worrying too much about that. Um, I might actually make a Christmas game this time around because Northampton away is uh, doable for me and I could have a, a Christmas-themed Taco Bell at Six Fields on the 29th quite easily. Boxing Day for me is not a football day. It never has been. Traditionally, it is a football day, but not in my family. Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll be at home with the children for that one, I'm sure. But yeah. That's, I mean, away on my birthday. I'm not going to be able to do that selfishly. Um, but the two days where I'm like, oh, I can't do that weekend, we're away for both. And it's long haul. So that works for old Stinky Rich too. So happy days. Every I'm really struggling with this fixture list. <laughs> I really am. I'm not down on Swindon. I'm not down on like Scott Lindsay. I'm not down on, on like the squad. I just looked at that list this morning. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, and it's gonna be a late wait if you're a if you're a ground hopper and you want another tick off and um you're looking forward to plough lane, you're gonna wait late for that one. I'm gonna miss that one for my family circumstances. Ooh, yes, I think I think that will be a way day that I'll try and make, actually. Tick off plough lane. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I think that'll do permanently. I think I can I can almost feel cancelling the pod as we speak. Uh <laughs> I will I will give I will give praise that it was nice to have like um ecal links to link them straight to your uh whatever your calendar provider is as well that's nicely handy. Have they done that previously? Uh, they did it a few seasons ago. I don't remember seeing it last year but oh, well yeah okay Good fair enough. There have been cup draws as well which is nice um until the actual draw was made for the Carabao Cup away at Walsall. We want to do this afterwards, but here's the audio of us recording the draw before we before we decided to start the pod. Right, Walsall. Oh no, get played for a fourth no. time. No. Uh yep, I'm afraid. You're joking. No, away to Walsall. Away. Oh, for crying Again. out loud. <laughs> Is that the fourth or the fifth time this year? Who knows? I don't think we're going to get two stands for that one. (laughs) At the Poundland Stadium. Well, okay, there's one for JB. He can come and see the the Swindon in August. They look down on JB, don't they? The football (laughs) gods, giving him Walsall. He's going to have leg room for that one, though, isn't he? Goodness me. (laughs) Walsall. Joe, I think I'm a little bit melodramatic here. <laughs> it just feels a bit like Groundhog Day, doesn't it? It's just it's, you're already anticipating that you, you you're dreaming of 
Bristol City at home is what I wanted. Bristol City at home, a nice walk from my house. Cardiff, fine. Bristol Rovers, meh, I'll do it. Cheltenham, okay, whatever. Forest Green, I'd do that. I don't know if it was possible. Walsall. Walsall don't want to play Swindon. Swindon don't want to play Walsall. Meh. But as we said, nice fixture for uh, our enthusiastic contributor friend JB. Gets a nice little extra game. Um, so yeah, there we go. There's our exit to the, uh, from the Carabao Cup confirmed. Elsewhere in the Papa John's Trophy, uh, Swindon have drawn Plymouth Argyle. Plus, well, Swindon appear to be haunted by the ghost of Ben Garner's career as we welcome or go to Bristol Rovers. And then we have Crystal Palace under-21s at the county ground. So Plymouth Argyle, Bristol Rovers and Crystal Palace under-21s. Every time the under-21s are drawn... I'm always reminded of that scene in Wayne's World where they say they're in Delaware. Hi, I'm in <laughs> Delaware. Hi, we're playing Crystal Palace under-21s. Oh, this isn't supposed to be a down pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same allure as thinking, like, you know, when you get your Arsenal's or your Chelsea's, you know, there's a fairly good odds that, I mean, you've, you've been to the Chelsea one, did you? You go to Chelsea Bristol Rovers and you've mm-hmm. probably seen some, you know, yeah, some I've, guys I've who broke through. I've seen, because I've gone to... A couple of Swindon against under-21s, and I think Mason Mount might have been one of the major names there. I saw um, Declan Rice play for West Ham under-21s. Silly little tournament, silly little cup. Get rid of it and pay pain. Pay pain, indeed, yeah. But we will probably still... I will have fun on Tuesdays anyway, covering it with you. There's not a lot of... In fixtures in general, there's not a lot of Tuesdays uh, this time, so we'll have to take our... I hope so. We can't. Yeah, I, like I say, with the bigger teams, you're more likely to see. Uh, you know, I saw like under twenty one team come to Wickham to play a testimonial. It was full of like complete unknowns, like Mohamed um, Salah and Branislav uh, <laughs> Ivanovic and Zuma. All these people, Matic as well, but they're all people that you know, weren't necessarily big names then, and then they breakthrough they become but you might not quite have that allure for a crystal palace but we might see a certain uh, big red machine once again but he'll probably be back out on loan won't he mr o'brien oh yeah we get to play o'brien yeah it all depends on when the game is if the game is before the loan market the loan window closes then i imagine we might see o'brien at the county grounds if it's closer to the deadline i think it well if it's after the deadline he'll be somewhere else won't he I'm just imagining what a uh, what a fifty fifty between uh, O'Brien and Mo Dabre would look like. <sighs> you, well, you, you, you're kind of convincing me to go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it would be. Uh, you know, it would be quite um, quite impactful anyway. Yeah. Watching Wee Mo run under the legs of Jake O'Brien to uh, get the ball in the back of the Palace under twenty one net. Well, it's all about development this season, isn't it? And we, if if I can be at the level of contributor that moves the uh, moves the pod on, that ties in nicely with some of our uh, our transfer dealings, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Just don't like how this is going. Oh wow! Never mind. We'll move on because hey, good news. We get another year of butchering Matthew Baldry's name. Um, I still just don't feel right saying Frenchie. I feel like I've got to earn that right. It's no major surprise, but it, given the way he finished the season, it's great news, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think given the run of the last, you know, last uh, 
six, seven games or so, um, surely he would be tempted to bet on himself and you know give it give it a bit longer. When it was first starting and it felt a bit like he was filling in, I think lots of us were still thinking he's on course to make good on you know what he said before that this season will probably be his last and he'll get to end on his own terms. Um, lots of talk about people saying about him making preparations for you know the next life post football um but if those things are all in place or uh you can always wait another year and bet on yourself and just see just see how long that you can go um i think it'd be very useful to have around we've heard a lot about what what a what a good positive influence he is um in training as well so yeah excellent news but I do, I do have some reservation in calling it like uh, calling it a um, a big signing or a big news. Look, we made the offer. He took the offer. That's it, really, isn't it? It's not a, it's not a, not a coup. He was only coming to us, or he was going to do whatever finance things he does down uh, down in the south coast, wasn't he? It was it was us or or nothing. It was us or retirement. <laughs> and we beat retirement to the I deal. Try- so I was trying to make this good news, Joe. This is good it news. It is good news. It it's is good, good news. news because I think I think we saw on the evidence that you know he still got plenty left in the tank. But we knew it was it was uh, inevitable news, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yes. Um, we did, however, miss out on retaining Mandela Egbo. I'd worry about the optics of this, but we all know that. Egbo was a Ghana man. It's a real shame to lose him. Might he made such a big impact for someone who played about eleven games. Also, loved the shirt he was wearing in the uh, Charlton unveiling. Lovely stuff. This one, Joe, hurt a little bit because although we weren't talking about it on the pod or like on socials, a lot of the noise behind the scenes is that Egbo was going to stay. And given the way he was acting on social media, I think that might have been the case until about a few days ago, because he was saying, you know, you know, are we home or away shirt? And there was another thing that he retweeted and, and, you know, that there's a lot of assumptions here, but there were strong, strong rumors, even before those, those tweets went out that he was sticking around. And then just like that, no warning, the goodbye. And then the unveiling at, at the Valley. Um, and they had a lot of fun by the looks of it doing that. Joe, a real big shame, but it was a brief romance. And, well, we can't be too surprised, can we? I think we fell into that trap that we do so often with uh, with supporting this, uh, this, this wonderful historic club that we let ourselves... We let ourselves believe. Remember that he was training with us for a long time, a long, long time before... Um, before there was any rumblings of him actually signing, um, there's many times when people would spot him in the uh, in the background of some of those media shots um, when we've had updates on the training ground, and people asking, you know, if we're going to sign him on and getting the same brushaways, or that we wouldn't be able to afford him, or he's looking for this or he's looking for that. Um, then when you know when he did come in and made a made a big impact. Um, won everybody around and uh, I think we were we were thinking we'd be on to a sure thing but even then it did seem quite temporal until as you say it was it was the flirting that did it it was the talking about the <laughs> talking about the bucket hats and talking about which shirt we were going to buy and 
you could see the likes popping up on people's Instagram posts of the players that we still do have. I don't know if that was just him sort of making overtures or something like that. And I guess only the club will know if, you know, if an offer was made and if it was, if it was suitable for him. But like you say, he was, um, he was a Ghana guy. He came in as a Ghana guy. Understanding seemed to be that him coming in to train and uh, keep his fitness up was a, a favour to uh, an old colleague. And likewise, on Egbo's part, that you know when it really, really bit for us injury-wise, that his him coming on and playing for us was was a favour as well. So not a huge uh, surprise, but yeah. Sartorial elegance uh, in that shirt. <laughs> oh, it's a wonderful shirt. Just wish he'd stayed to be in the red and black one. Oh, that, yeah, that's poor. That's poor. <laughs> uh, I tell you, I tell you one thing that I've sort of come to notice that if he's not your manager, Ben Garner don't have to look smug when he unveils a player. Yeah, and what's with this thing where they like uh, record from like the hostage room with the big floodlight? He was back in the same thing where they. It's like something from Hostel. It's really quite disturbing. Um, yeah, and there's. Been, I think I think I'm feeling a bit. Um, it's hard to say, is it? I don't want to. Say, I don't want to sound like jilted boyfriend or anything like that. But you would have thought just something, something of saying goodbye. I'm sure he's made his peace with, you know, his old staff or anything like that. But. There's just absolutely nothing out the door, and uh, now all we can do is just sort of look from afar while he uh, he picks picks the bones. And um, rumours abound of others joining him. Not that that seems to be uh, impressing the the Charlton faithful too much. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that people's uh, people's feelings on Garner are going to uh, improve anytime soon. Pay pain. <laughs> it does sort of emphasise that point, doesn't it? That we need to, we need to making some serious moves and people accepting contracts that they're pretty much likely to accept anyway. Uh, I'm expecting the news probably at five o'clock. We'll probably get Harry Parsons contract extension or whatever. He was in the uh, montage of pictures, wasn't he? So yeah, that of the first day of training or at least the medical side of things. Parsons was there, so yeah. Congratulations to him, if that's the case. If there's just one... Well, obviously, the the big indication what we want to do is pay, pain. But if there's... Pay, pain. One. One. One contract. Because all I can think of... When we were recapping, uh, you know, online or in the, in the chats or things like that, there's only really... Left from last year of, you know, people who were supposedly offered. Um, and although I'm not sure it's going to happen. Last communication on the uh, retain release list said that the club was in discussions with Rob Hunt. Well, these discussions must be even longer than the uh, manager hunt because we haven't heard anything about those ever since. That was where that line of inquiry stopped. Contracts are offered to Jojo, Woolacott, and uh, to Jack Payne as well. And we haven't heard any movement on any of those. One suspects that... The update we'll get will will be scarfs of other clubs over their heads over the next coming days and weeks. I would say. Oh, and I don't want I don't like to be too negative about graphic things, but I was not the only person to take a double take when a nice picture of that Harrogate came came out with Ellis Iandlo in Ooh. the away top. But at first glance, 
there's a huge Harrogate logo in the middle. I was like, what have we done? <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to criticise, but I think, yeah, there were several like double takes, weren't there? Like, we haven't, have we? we, we it was too early in the morning for that sort of stuff. It was too early. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we didn't. We didn't really think that. It just took us aback for a few seconds. But there has been a first signing from another club, and that's Oscar Massey, who signed for Swindon from Plymouth Argyle under eighteen. So he was released in the summer, and he signs for Swindon earlier this year. He seemed to enjoy a fine. Uh, run of scoring for their under 18 side and in January 2021 he actually scored a hat-trick against Swindon Town under 18s in a 4-2 win over the town the only negative is there's some terrible scarf aloft stuff here very loose <laughs> his, his game needs a little bit of work but if that's his only flaw then welcome to Swindon and I look forward to seeing him in the in the Papa John's I certainly do. You know, born in Truro, so, you know, I'm going to have an affinity uh, for that angle on it. First Cornishman since uh, Jack Stevens to come along, and that didn't turn out too badly either, did it? Um, we know from last year, because, of course, we we uh, lost Gritchlow to Plymouth, that they had quite a big squad, and they, they only just sort of marrowly they missed out what, on three points for a playoff place. So it was very sort of tight, and there's not a lot of wiggle room to break into that team anyway. Because I think he did get, he had like his his uh, first year. He had a squad number last year, didn't he? But I think he only made a Papa John's appearance, and that was about it. Um, there's definitely one of those um, well, ones for the future signings that capture the imagination a little bit. Definitely thinking about what that will sort of take the shape of for next year and if we're going to sort of try and build a you know, B squad or reserve squad. We know that we utilised uh, those sorts of players in the Papa Johns, but there was maybe not enough competitive fixtures, even if there are sort of, sort of informal, you know, closed doors friendlies with more locally adjacent sides. Um, and we're not playing a lot of our local teams in competitive fixtures next year. So that's an option that we can try for next year of having closed doors friendlies with Bristol teams and Reading and Forest Green or people like that. Um, and of course, we used the loan system uh, last year for Ricky Aguar and Mo Dabre and Harry Parsons. And you know, they certainly showed that that level was um, under them and that they could go further. So there's a lot of utility you could have for a, a, a younger forward player. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, Chipman Town are absolutely desperate for players, so I'm more than sure Massey might find himself in the uh, in the Hard Newish Park <laughs> on Hard Newish Park at some point over the season. But you know, he's he's got a good youth record. Why not? You know, it's it's nobody is talking about like he's going to be number nine next season or anything like that. And Plymouth have a good record of producing good young players so it might it might be quite the coup for us we'll see I look forward to seeing him play at Melksham which I'm sure he will do so we, we've, we've highlighted what we know we know Ellis Iandolo is here we know Matthew Baudry is here we know Ben Gladwin is here Jordan Lydon is in the building we know Harry McCurdy with his new haircut is there with Lewis Ward Johnny Williams will still be on holiday because he was straight out with Wales over the summer we know Louis Reed 
is in the building, Ricky Aguilar and Harry Parsons, who we weren't sure about, but he has been photographed. And of course, Mo Dabre, George Calmeadow and Harrison Minton um, are contracted along with the new Oscar Massey. So there's still loads of work to be done. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we just, just need to pay pain. Yeah, if there was any sort of one big omission, you know, that that is the that is the one. Um I think for I think the many of us fans, you know, there's not a there's not a, a fee you could you could put on it. Whatever he's asking for, especially if you know, if um you know other expenditures and we got a nice uh, uh a nice chunk of change from Charlton for taking Ben Garner, if we're gonna utilize it anywhere and um I think at the beginning of the summer when people were thinking that, you know, Charlie Austin, now of, uh, was it Brisbane Raw, off to Australia? Brisbane? When people, I think so. Brisbane. 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 <laughs> I don't know. How do they say it over there? Brisbane. <laughs> you crazy <Right>. man. <laughs> <laughs> Brisbane. Anyway, yes. He's gone over to uh, Australia. He's out of, uh, out of the equation. So if people are thinking like that sort of money is pinging around, the only pocket it should go is pain, surely. There's not just what he he provides on the pitch, which of course is immense and enormous. Um but just think of how uh, it could keep people like Mr. Harold McCurdy happy as well. Yeah, it's a hell of a move for Charlie Austin going to Orster Leah. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. Yes, all good. Yeah, Leah welcomes Charlie Austin. <laughs> yeah, just if you want, if you want to, you know, bring in the young to nurture them, sell them on, whatever. You need your experience in there, so pay pain. I think that'll do, won't it? Um, I don't think there's much more to talk about. If anything happens over the week, we'll pod that too. But Joe, thank you very much. Thank you, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.